This is the jingle. Because of budget cutbacks, we don't have uh, our own audio jingle. So oh, there you go. God. What do you think of that? Uh, I, great start. Welcome to TLC, the Teaching and Learning Chat International Podcast with Tom and Luca. Welcome to TLC. 2019 has been a fantastic year, um, really, really strong. Um, what's happened for, for you this year? Professionally, I, I kind of had beginning of the year exciting news of, uh, of uh, an internal promotion at work and becoming a head of year and going from being a, you know, on the frontline class teacher to being on the frontline class teacher as well as leading a group of 14 amazing teachers, assistant teachers, learning support, EAL teachers um, towards a shared goal of come to work and be happy, be, ha- be happy, yeah. you know, come to work, be happy, you know, be, you know, be responsible for your own accountability, you know, trust, you know, trust, trust, that you, trust your job, trust your instincts, trust that you know that you're doing a good job. And uh, you remember that it's not about the people above, it's about the people who sat in front of you. What I wanted to do today is uh, kickstart second season by recapping over all of those top tips because um, we're trying to, to, to grab every episode we talk to somebody. Three top tips or so for our TLC. So, are you ready? Deep breath. Um, here we go. Number one, remember you're in a room full of comedians. Laugh at them, laugh with them. Number two, when you leave at the end of the day, switch off. Number three, remember you are human. You won't always get things right. Number four, get energy from others. Surround yourself with strength. Avoid the mood hoovers and get closer to those who support your mm. ideas and vision. The energy vampires. Yes, sir. Number five, preparation is key. Get your resources ready and think smart before reusing and re-editing the same resources. Can I, can, can I, can I, can I pause? What, what number is that? Is that six, six, number six or seven? It's number six. I put it under 1.2 just to confuse myself, could, but it's number six. Could, could I also almost add like six brackets I or like six bit, like brackets B of that rule as well of, yeah, preparation is key, but also knowing how to deliver when you're not prepared is also probably as valuable as spending hours preparing so and shall i put finding. in brackets blagging i th- i think i think blagging is is, is key yeah okay <laughs> all right preparation uh brackets from luca blagging is key i think i just thought i'd add that in there okay um the next one i've got cool. is network and connect with other teachers outside your school go and find your tribe we seem to be doing a lot of that with a uh, little bit of podcasting which is lovely Um, then up to Mark's vitamins, um, Mark Folder, hmm. ADE, yeah. he said, meet other people, find out who are the same as you and find free courses and teach meets of which we've done one since uh, we last spoke. Um, yeah. Then we've got <clears throat> feeling a bit lost or isolated. If you are feeling like that, go and look around other schools. You can see the wider picture if your school um, puts things into perspective. And then uh, his final um uh, daily dose was live in the now happiness happiness is not a destination it is a journey don't race ahead to get out of the classroom because everything you're doing 
on a day-to-day basis is making you that great leader. Then we spoke to, um, to, to Laura Hiltout and she said num- number one for her was to get involved. The more people you know in school, the more you will enjoy work. Uh, get to know everyone from the caretaker to the school staff uh, in the office. Realise you don't need to be an expert in everything. The pupils are the greatest asset in your classroom. True. And finally, Laura said, allow your pupils to lead their learning. Have a strategy and a plan for what they want to get out of learning and use the out-of-the-box apps like Keynote, Clips and iMovie to complete their project and feedback to you in different creative ways. And then we um, spoke to, yeah, then we spoke to, uh, not Jellyman yet, we spoke to (sighs) Jacob um, and his top tips were try not to get into a routine, try and keep things exciting and fresh. You need new reasons each day to be excited and going to work, which I agree with. I agree, yeah, good one. His second one was accept change. We need to be evolving as professionals, especially when today's world is changing so quickly. As educators, we need to respond to that. And finally, Jacob said it's okay to make baby steps for understanding and using technology. A little bit about what you mentioned earlier, actually. Then we spoke to, then we spoke to uh, Matt Warren. Uh, his three top tips included: um, don't lose sight of what you believe in. It's all about inspiring your pupils. We've all made some hilarious mistakes in the classroom. It's about sharing them, laughing about them and not doing them again. And finally, it can be quite insular and isolated when you work in a small school. You've got to look outside, reach out to local teachers and get outside your school. In episode six, we looked at the immune booster with um, Matt Pullen. Uh, He said, get to know your students relationships with your pupils is absolutely critical get to know something about them and let them get to know you matt pullen was the guy he was matt, matt pullen is the initial teacher education tutor that is correct yeah ite yes, oh, yes. those notes those notes that i didn't write okay <laughs> he said don't be afraid to try new things um you're a role model for your kids in your class if they see you taking calculated risks and trying things new then they will do it themselves And finally, he said, show your passion and develop something new with an after school club or a lunchtime club. You can try out your ideas without the pressure and without the observations. In episode seven, we went for some jelly and ice cream with Aaron and um, he um, he had three top ticks for us too, including one tech uh, tech tip at the end. He said, try not to be too hard on yourself. Your job is never ending, your job list. So don't let it stress you out. Look after you. Uh, he said, set up clear boundaries and routines to ensure your children feel safe and supported. It will make it easier for your day to go smoothly. And his tech tip was try to limit the number of apps you're using. Things like use camera, screen recording, keynote. It doesn't seem like much, but you can get loads done. You'll save time teaching others how to use them too and become more confident. And we finished the first series with uh, Fun Your Mojo with um, Hannah Boyden, who's a beautiful person to speak to. She had three wonderful t- tips for our first aid supplies, which included look up from your desk, 
get to see the wider world and get involved with e-twinning, what little plug that was. She said, think about the whole education of the child. Try and see your school as a much bigger framework. And finally, she said, find some time for yourself. Whatever you do, keep yourself happy. Make sure you find um, time for yourself, no matter how bad and busy things get. Whew. We've collected I mean, a lot. I mean, the, the big question of mine is like that I have is obviously, you know, you've, you've done a great job sourcing these amazing guests from all over the, you know, all over the country. But my next, my big question is, who the hell is listening to this? Uh, well, we want to try and get this out to, um, I think NQT is the second series, really. <clears throat> we should do a focus on anyone new coming into profession because there's more and more uh, demands. <clears throat> and also um, anyone really, Luca, who's um, who's thinking no matter where they're in the career, their job satisfaction has gone down. They're not in the right place. And they might think, actually, I need a reminder. There's people out there that not only are thriving and doing 10, 11 out of 10, for their job satisfaction in the same job you're doing, but giving you giving you an idea that they've gone through it too. There's everyone I speak to uh, has had some times in their career as a teacher where it gets so intense and so demanding and so stressful, you just think, oh, surely there's another job I can do that's easier than this. <laughs> yeah, no, and you know, I think there are so many mitigating factors within within the career that you know have an impact on day to day. You know, I, no, I, th I think I think it's something that if the NQTs is an area that, you know, kind of making sure that we are targeting. I remember that first podcast we did sat in the pub after a round of golf saying, mm -hmm. you know, there is a high percentage of, of dropout, you know, of teacher recruit teacher recruitment's being low. But also yeah, things teacher retention. changed. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of saying, well, you know, there must be there must be a reason for that. Uh, and there must be a reason why people in their psyche are almost going. Well, no, no, we'll go and do a recruitment job for 30 grand a year rather than teaching. So I think, again, it's just put, like you hit the nail on the head there, putting that passion, putting that kind of, you know, just, just putting the excitement and fun back into it. Season two, here we come. Uh, we've got a load of more uh, exciting uh, people lined up. And our first one is Hannah Cross Kerry. Our guest this time on the show is a northern heavyweight that likes even the Starks of Winterfell will be proud. She's a showbiz champion, book creator, ambassador, bet show guru, Apple Distinguished Educator in my class of 2019. She's a mum, wife, deputy hair teacher in Cumbria. Hannah Cross Kerry, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Oh, what a lovely little intro. If I don't I say that so myself. I'm very impressed. I'm very oh. impressed. Can't believe that's about me, really, until he said Cumbria. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know, Cumbria. Yeah, no, I am. No, I am. But there's not many of us. So then it had to be me. Yeah, that's true. The, yeah. yeah. Representing the North. I am. And proud. Uh, a proud Northerner. I hope everyone can are, understand uh, me. Not only a proud Northerner, <laughs> you're doing an exceptional job. And well, thank when you we very met much. the first time, uh, you radiated lots and lots of positivity. And um, oh, I'm surprised you. that you've still got so much energy for somebody that's in the SLT because you're a deputy head teacher, are you? I am. I am and have been for seven years now. Wow. And you've still, you've still got a smile on your face. Every day. I love it, that's, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. So you're the perfect person to speak to for our little podcast. I'm just going to okay. tap, uh, tap into that smile and find out why. Um, why you're still happy, why you still thrive in your profession. So um, we're going to kickstart with um, how you got to where you are at the moment. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey to where you're at at the moment? Right. It's quite been quite an interesting one, actually. So I graduated in 97, been teaching mm. 22 years this year, um, started off um, in reception, 
started teaching in a, a quite a small infant school. Um, and then I do have a croaky voice and my, my degree is actually in music. Um, okay. So I ended up, would you believe, um, I had um, I went to the doctors and they said, oh, you've got weak vocal cords. Basically, you're in the wrong job. Basically, you might lose your voice one day. No and I was way. like, you how know do how they, I, how do the you doctors know how I love talking. find out? That is because crazy. They, they honestly, so they, I went to the hospital and they put a camera up my nose and down my throat and um, and I could see it on the screen. It was fascinating. But when they said, basically, you've got weak vocal cords, you're in the wrong job, it freaked me out. So I basically handed my notice in after three years of teaching and loving it, but scared oh. I would never talk again because um, that would just be dreadful. Um, it was funny because when I went to see my ex-teacher um, from secondary school, I was telling him the story and he was like, well, Hannah, you do realise that you'd probably used up your vocal cords by the time you were 16 because <laughs> I talked every day in class. <laughs> um, so, um, so I left teaching. Then I did... Um, I went on a bit of a sabbatical and then I came back and I actually worked for a company um, who were doing sort of IT work in schools. And then I did that for a little while, but I was training teachers how to use smart boards back in the day. Um, And what I found was the teachers were coming to me for these courses and they were talking about the school. And I kind of realized that actually my passion was for teaching. And my passion was for working with the children. So I it went back into teaching. Back in. It was, yeah. And and to be honest with you, a lot of them were moaning about it. And I was like, oh, how can you be moaning when you're working with children? Because I did love it. Um, but this is kind of what we're talking about, isn't it? Teachers who were getting kind of just fed up with, oh, my class is worse than your class. And I've got the nightmare children. And that's, that is often what happens. Mm. Anyway, long story short, I went back into teaching. And I worked in this um, small village school. Um, which was brilliant because it was a real family community and I loved it. Um, I had a really good time there. I worked there for six years, again in reception. Um, but I ended up working, doing stints in all the other year groups as well. Because it was a small village school, that's kind of what happens. Um, and I ended up having lots of experience at management level because I ended up um, leading the EYFS unit. Yeah. Then the head teacher often wasn't there. Um, so then I ended up doing lots of, I just kind of, I think I kind of just went for it and I took on more assemblies and I was talking to the whole school about behaviour and I was leading initiatives and maybe um, I just kind of saw the opportunities and thought, well, if no one else is doing it, I may as well. And this is what I think we need to do. And I'll be honest with you, it was that experience that I did that I didn't get paid for. No one asked me to do it and no one thanked me for it really either. I just kind of did it. But it was that experience that then got me to the, being a deputy head, because when I applied for a job near a home for a deputy headship, I had lots to talk about. Sure. Um, so, and and that's kind of what I might come back to later is that actually, <clears throat> if you if you want something, then just go for it because it's that experience that then gives you lots to talk about in your interview. Well, and then you kind of think, oh well, you actually, say, you're ready for it. Yeah, it's very interesting you say about um, you know when you were. Uh, when you were taking on that role unofficially, not really yes. being recognised for it, yes. not really getting paid for it. Yeah. That is um, a real key um, strength to pick up on because there's not yes. many people who do that. And, and, and we can always feel guilty sometimes as teachers to think, actually, yeah. I'm doing a lot more. I'm going above and beyond. I think a lot of yes. teachers do that. But yeah. um, how do you sustain that? How do you was there somebody, you know, that was supporting you? Did you have someone to to look at for inspiration or was it was it all under your own steam? Um, it was kind of all under my own steam at the time. But because it was a very small community school, we were one big team. So mm. whenever I said, oh, let's let's have a go at doing this. It was like, 
yeah, right then. So I was supported by by everybody else. And it was kind of like, um, really just, let's all just, here's an idea. This needs sorting out. Let's just sort it out. Come on. You know, just someone needs just to step up and say, let's just do that. Um, and it was just all the experience of being in that small school. Mm. And when there's, when there's only a few of you, you have to just do a million jobs each because there yeah. aren't the people to do it. So it's not that I was the most amazing one or anything like that at all. I just cracked on and did the things that we had to do because we all had to share the load, really. Yeah. Um, but when I went for my deputy headship interview, I was talking to the head for like two hours and I was only visiting, but I had so <laughs> much to talk about. I said, oh, we've yeah. done this and I've done that. And, and we just talked in general about um, management stuff. And it wasn't even really intentional, to be honest with you. It wasn't like I was desperately going for a deputy headship, but the opportunity came up and I thought, well, actually, I'm doing all this stuff already. Maybe I've, maybe I've got a chance. And that really is what happened, really. I had lots to talk about. And in my interview, um, I kept going on a bit like I'm doing now. <laughs> and they were like, OK, thank you. Yeah, we've got it. Thank you. I was like, oh, I haven't yeah. finished. No, but it's fine. You've said enough. <laughs> but there's pressure um, there. And, you know, just yes, saying, oh, definitely. visiting and, and, and talking, I think, no matter whether you're going for an SLT position uh, or yeah. going into a new job, I think it's really important actually to, on that visit, just to try and be yourself because Absolutely. Um, yeah. I know from, uh, I've worked in three different schools now and I know visiting different schools on, on when you, when you change, you can feel the atmosphere. You can get the vibe off, off the leaders, the head teachers yeah. and you need to be yourself. <clears throat> if, you, you if you're used to having a bit of a joke, then have a bit of a joke because if you then get the job and have a bit of a yes. joke and it's not welcome, then you're Absolutely. not going really to be Yeah, you have to be yourself. Yeah, and also you spend so much time at school. I think people forget that, you know, it's not like um, a school. I think schools are very unique workplaces, aren't they? Mm. Because you actually, I was thinking about this last night and you, you're kind of quite vulnerable in a way because it's such hard work. It's, it's demanding, it's emotionally demanding, it's mentally demanding, it's physically demanding in lots of ways as well. So you actually spend so much time that you are, that often, especially when things are tricky at home, um, mm. anything could be happening at home and actually you've, you've still got to step up and you've got to perform for those children. Mm. And it's actually, and it can sometimes be really hard and that's why you have to be able to be yourself and mm. you have to be able to, to be confident that those around you will just be there for you and support you with whatever you're going through because you, mm. you leave yourself very vulnerable at school. Have you ever um, had a, a real tough time in your profession where you've just wanted to quit or give up? Yeah, sometimes you have that, um, you know, there's sometimes that one child who you think, oh my gosh, you're actually, you're sending me over the edge, like, and then you think no. And I remember I, I did have one child that was very demanding and I kind of I had to remind myself, no, I am the adult they're the child I am the adult mm. they're the child and I have to actually just rise above my emotions and not let my emotions get the better of me um there is always a solution you know there's always a way to work with children and mm. and every child is so different you have to find that way um and then sometimes you know when it just happens that you're working at the weekends and you're working at night and you're thinking this is just ridiculous mm. um then I just have to take myself back to um actually it's a kind of a vocation really isn't it teaching mm -hmm. and you have to it's that passion that you have and the difference that you feel you make with those children that's what has to really override all those negative feelings really yeah. and I do keep in my drawer I've got one of those zip pockets full of all the little the cards and the notes that children have given me over the years like since I've been at Dalton St Mary's I've got I've got a bag full of little cards. Oh, amazing! No, I have and the same. I think that's actually yeah. a really good thing to 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 maybe say for the for the toolkit. There is like the yeah. little 
the, the times at the end of the year, maybe during Christmas, when, yeah. when somebody just goes that just a little little note or like it, it went, yeah. it's probably and here's the thing, it's uh you might get a card, you might get a note from that problem child, and yes. you don't realise until the end yeah. until they've gone that you've actually that patience that you've exercised yeah. that sense of humour meant yeah. a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and and they are so meaningful and the children mean them. And I think when you just get those out and look through them, you just go, no, actually, I have made a difference. Mm-hmm. I've made a difference with that. And I think sometimes when you, if you can try and spend time with children, mm-hmm. just having those, having those normal conversations with them, you get to know them. Like I got, I got a card off one child and it was like, I loved having those conversations about Marvel films with your Marvel comics. Yeah. And then another child that said, you didn't give up on me. And, and they say these things that really get to you a little bit and you kind of yeah. go, Quite, I didn't realise I was making such a difference at the time, but it it just it feels good, and that and that's worth more than anything, really. I I, I think so, and you obviously still got that, still got that um that passion to to exercise and try and share that with with your your colleagues at the moment. But yeah, where do you think your job satisfaction is out of ten? Um, and why would you say it is? Where where do you think you're? Oh, crikey, I am at the moment. I am. I'm way past 10 at the moment. I have to say, <laughs> honestly, it's true. Um, I have to say a lot of that is down to the head teacher that I'm working with at the moment because mm-hmm. she has really um, allowed me. Um, I kind of, so I've been there for seven years and, and I, we already got on so well. We're a bit like Cagney and Lacey, um, Mrs. Woodburn <laughs> and I. Um, we're laughing all the time. We have such a good time. I actually enjoy being in school. That's number one. I, and I enjoy mm. working with everybody in school. We are such a good team, and I and I would sing their praises um, or over over and beyond. Um, mm. But just about kind of five years ago, um, I spotted um, the potential with iPads because I was thinking there's more to use, that there's more we can do with these iPads than we than we were at the time. And then we kind of we fo- followed this really organic kind of journey. But she's really allowed me to follow it completely. To she's the point where yeah. oh, she's she's given me the confidence and the time and the space and she's just said, right, well, you go with it. And let's and our school has now completely transformed from being a school who used iPads just for Safari and dodgy mm-hmm. selfies. We used to delete, yeah. have to delete so many selfies off those iPads. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the children. Um, yeah, not the teachers, the children. And that just clarify. Yeah. Um, and then and we now have one to one iPads. And so and I've been and I've been kind of in charge of that kind of transformation mm. because the head teacher has allowed me just to follow that path. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm now an Apple Distinguished Educator, which I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Um, it means that um, alongside having the most amazing team at school, I've now feel like I've got an extra community of these Apple Distinguished Educators, of which you are one, mm-hmm. which just and they help to inspire me, too. Like you For all sure. help to inspire me. And that just make and gives me fresh ideas for everything there's always something more to do which isn't it it's not the like excitement level there as yeah. well yeah the beauty about bringing some technology into the classrooms from a from a bigger level when you're yeah. when you're involved from from the whole school point of view is yeah that you can start to combat some of the issues that really like you know yes upsetting teachers with workload things like reducing oh marking gosh. i saw on twitter yeah. you, you you posted a picture of a load of books and we thought and yeah. i thought here we go she's bringing home marking and you yeah. went no and it's all right i'm gonna do it i'm show being it or yes. it. i've got i've got a clever way to do this and there are real solutions out there yeah and i have to say that i am um 
like above and beyond obviously all of the it's going to it's creative for the children the children can collaborate there's always mm-hmm. there's all the engagement there's all of that stuff which I feel is probably a bit obvious mm-hmm. but the biggest thing for me is I am absolutely passionate about making teachers lives easier because I too mm-hmm. hate it when teachers just get sick of the working life um because I've I've been there and I felt it but honestly mm-hmm. using iPads as a teacher has completely changed my working life so when I came home it literally took me about three minutes per book to mark mm-hmm. it was so fast and I also found that because I teach year two so when I was doing the, the extended writing marking previously I was only really able to use kind of the star might have been um super sentence opener and mm-hmm. the, the the next step might have been finger spaces but mm-hmm. now being able to leave a voice note on Shoby mm-hmm. means I can actually explain what I mean I can yeah. talk to them and they love and I, I hate the voice I hate the sound of my voice but the children hear it every day obviously anyway but they love it because they can leave me a little voice voice note back do you know what's a little quirk? I we use we're starting to use seesaw, and um, what I yeah. love is the fact that you can put a little emoji in there as well. Yes, now love some it. people might think, oh no, that's not very professional. Some of the grammar police out there going, you can't put yeah. an emoji of a dancing disco man. But do you know what? Yeah. What, what do you what do you want Markin to do? You want Markin to be exactly. responded to, and the children to actually go, oh, I feel happy about that. And yeah, just putting something like that, it gives you that small little thing. Where actually. Yep, you, like you said, you're making it yeah. more creative, you make it more yes. exciting for the kids. Yeah. And since when did children come into school and want to read their their, their big white marking? Mm-hmm. Like, never. But now they can leave me a voice note and listen to what I say because I'm always going, do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Right, come and see me if you're not too sure. And it's like yeah. a little conversation. And it's just like, because I mark like I'm talking now, and yeah. that's what the children are used to, it is, and I also like the fact that they can they could see it at home as well, or the parents can see it. The parents can leave them a little voice note as well. Yeah, you know, I just, I just love it. It just makes life so much easier, and that's kind of um, what I, what what I'm most passionate about is making Fantastic. teachers' lives easier. It's okay, so important. So, so finally, and I think you've already added a few of these uh, without um, being intentional. We add uh, every interview every podcast we have we have a little first aid kit of that TLC okay. so the right. uh, tender love and care that you know downhearted teachers might need, yes um to survive and thrive in education so we've had okay. things like you know a sense of humor being organized a hobby yeah. that allows you to de-stress and yes I think um a couple of things you might have um added in there is keep cards and messages um get to know your yes. children yeah um, is there anything else you would add well into the first well, there aid is. kit I mean I mean, without a doubt, the hobby thing, like I, I go to the gym, play that ball and I'm a Tropic Ambassador. I can just get that in there. Um, <laughs> I, I, I loved having those things that just take me away from my schoolwork and I can just focus on being me because I do want to be just Hannah sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing I love is quotes. And I don't know if I don't know if anybody else who's listening loves quotes, but I'm a bit I'm a big <laughs> fan of quotes. And I've got mm-hmm. can I say three. I've got three. Yeah. Go. Right. First one is learn to do the good in everything. Um, so that's kind of. Part of that is a little bit like when I was at my previous small village school. Um, at the time, I was doing all those things, and perhaps, and it'd be easy for people who were doing going going over and above, going over and above, mm-hmm. to not see the good in that. But actually, let me tell you, there's massive potential in all of those things that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, and if you if you struggle to see the good in everything, find the person at work who'll be your voice of reason. My big thing mm-hmm. is. I've got several people at work who are my voice of reason. So when I'm absolutely fuming or when I'm really upset mm-hmm. or when I'm just pure confused, I know who to go to who will show me the bigger picture and go, listen, Hannah, this is what it actually is. Think about it from this point of view. Your okay. voice of reason is very important and it's going to be somebody else 
because they're not going to be emotionally involved as you know as you are in whatever your issue is sure okay that's quote, the first thing quote two quote two is change is inevitable growth is optional Ooh. okay so ch- things change in education all the time like seriously all the time so my my thing about this is make the time to get to know your colleagues spend time in the lunch in your lunch hour in the staff room even if you're really busy make sure you spend time with your colleagues because they'll be the people that help you go through that growth because if you are really reluctant about whatever it is whether it's a new a new program that you're going to be using or ipads or technology or whatever it is it's the team around you that will help you to do that growth rather than being reluctant for the change. Mm-hmm. Um, and my third quote is my absolute favorite. And every student I have in my class, I've got one currently. I always share this quote with them. What you allow is what will continue. Oh, I because love that one. it's such a good one, isn't it? And it can be it actually it can. I, I have that for the rest of my life. It can be like what I if, if I was to allow my husband um, to just lie on the sofa all night, that's what he will always do. Mm-hmm. right and then I'll be the one starting the washing or doing the cooking I don't really because mm-hmm. he does the cooking but if you mm-hmm. let your children if you let your children um talk over you they will always talk over you if mm-hmm. you let your children not tidy the tables they'll never tidy the tables you've got to give them the boundaries that's a you've really to... good one actually because Isn't I thought it? you you were a little bit there's there's always quite in you so quotes you'd always see the things on the wall and it's a little yes. bit you know it's a little bit fluffy it's a little bit like you were yeah. sparkles and bangles and the last yeah. one actually is yeah. like yeah like you've just put into to words that you as an educator you you need to um you need to set out those high standards and yeah. it's a bit like as a parent you can't always be a friend to your kid as much as no. people want to be friends and then what we see is those children that are really yeah. struggling with routine and discipline because the yeah. parents have tried to be the friends or that they, yeah. they've allowed things which which are really getting the kid into exactly. to bad routines exactly and it's also true like as a teacher you know if you're not happy with how things are going in school or life in general there's nearly always something we can do to change either the situation or our mindset but you've got to make that change Mm -hmm. don't don't just allow things to just fester don't allow things to be how they are if you're not happy you are not a tree you can move kind Mm. of thing you are not a tree i'm not going to put that quote in there you are not a tree (laughs) <laughs> but definitely what you allow is what will continue is my absolutely favorite quote ever i love that hannah thank you so much for sharing and talking to us today no we really appreciate that and we look forward to Loved getting those first aid supplies added thank to you. our tlc toolkit hannah cross thank you very much thanks for having me